you literally have a superpower to make your life whatever you want it to be. You're not in control of somebody slapping you. You're not in control of somebody, you know, stealing funds from your screwing you over in a deal. You're not in control of a client um, getting bad results and choosing not to do the things that they said they were going to do, even though you set the right expectations, set the right processes and did everything right. And then they left a bad review for you, but you are responsible for the way you react to it and how you take it and, and the choices you make um, and the way you act towards everybody else or, you know, towards the situation. We make mistakes every day in basically every facet of of life. Wouldn't it be nice to just skip a few? We'll help you fuck up less. Listen in. Welcome back to another episode. Earlier this week, you hit me up and uh, you're like, yo, let's let's go over kind of a pretty, I think a really important topic that is missing from a lot of society as a whole, especially mm-hmm. like maybe you can even argue some of the workforce, younger generations. I would actually argue also our generation and older generations. I think that a lot of people say younger generations have this problem. I don't agree with that. I think it's it's everybody. I just think when you're um, older, you have more responsibility and you understand that like a lot of your outcomes are based on your decisions. So then you look at the young people, like these idiots don't get it and you just blame it on the generation. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like, and I think that people say that and then at the same time, blame everybody else for their own actions. You know, it's like, it's that big thing. It's, oh, Z and I joke about it, about it all the time. It's like, oh, here we go. The consequences of my own actions coming to bite me in the ass. So it's it's interesting, whereas a lot of people are very quick to point out fault in other people. Hey, they made this mistake. They did this. And yet they don't look at it as like, oh, maybe I'm stuck in life. Or maybe my business isn't growing the way it is. Or, oh, man, my team isn't doing what I want them to do. But then they don't look at each other or they don't look internally and go, oh, well, how am I causing this? How is this the result of what I'm putting out there or what I'm not doing? So that's what right. we want to dive into today is talking about accepting responsibility, what that actually looks like, what it means. Uh, and as a whole, and I don't know what happened for you to kind of kick that off for you this week. So I'd be curious to know about that. Yeah, we can start with that. But right before that, I just want to kick into like anybody that's watching this at home. Um you know, whether you're an employee, whether you're a mom, a dad, a regular person, you're an entrepreneur, um, you're retired, whoever you are, whatever walk of life you are, this will resonate with you because, you know, uh, this can, you know, whatever, uh, be applied to any aspect or any, any position in life. But what, what got me was, and we'll dive into like personal accountability for yourself and stuff, but what got me this week was I have two attorneys in the same state same ads, same amount of lead flow, same everything. The only variable is them. One attorney signing cases for $416. The other attorney signing cases for $2,500 plus. One variable, them. I'll tell you about my process. I have an onboarding where we set expectations. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what percentage of the lead you should expect to convert. Here are the steps that you have to do to convert them. Call within five minutes. Call at minimum two times a day for the first 10 days. And when you get them on the phone, you have to close that in there. Do not send out a retainer or think that they're going to come back to you because they won't. We go over that. We have them repeat it to us. We have them agree to it. We have them go through training on it. We tell them to use our system. We're going to watch you do it. One attorney did it exactly how we said it. He converted 12% of leads. We tell people 10 to 15% is normal. He has five or six cases. The other attorney has one. 
hasn't made any calls in the system, hasn't done any of the processes we had, and he accepted no responsibility and said that the leads are all trash, the leads are all garbage, and he focused on the bad ones and the ones that didn't convert and the ones that we told him 10 to 15% will convert, 85 to 90% will be garbage. We know that, we get that, but they're coming in at such a low price that it's going to be a really ROI positive thing for you. And and it just shot me with like one guy accepted personal responsibility. He said, this is what you say to do. I'm responsible for the results. If you're working with over 120 law firms over the country, they got to be real leads. This has to work. If people are spending $500,000, dollars you, one firm spending that much every month with you, it's got to be something here. So let me just do it how you say to do it. And I'll accept responsibility for doing all the things that you said. And if it doesn't work, it's on you. But this one attorney didn't do anything and all he did was blamed on the leads and absolved himself of all responsibility. So what we did was we secret shopped them and found out that indeed, in fact, in fact, indeed, I just doubled that for no reason. That's a real way. It's not, yeah. but it is now. The the guy who's getting them for $416 a case was doing everything we said and then some. Called five times in the first day. Called within five minutes of the lead coming in. The other attorney called twice the first day after two hours. Didn't even call within the first five minutes. Two hours later, called once, or and then later on the day, called again. Never called after that. Has the um, between the two attorneys has one run paid traffic to like non Google based sources before? Here's the, the here's the funny part about this. The attorney that sucked and didn't do anything right. Every other lead gen company didn't work for him. Tried so many vendors. Yeah. Oh, they're all horrible. It's all junk. It's all the leads. None of this will ever work for me. Meanwhile, all his competitors are scaling rapidly. And the other one's never done it before. So he went into it. And that's another topic. And we'll, we'll hop on to Jimmy and Tim and the coaches at the gym because we talked about that last night. But when you start with a clean slate and he says, hey, this works for you. I've never done it before. I'm just going to trust and do what you say. And he went into it without any preconceived notions about what it is and what's going on. Mm-hmm. And he's successful. He just literally followed the steps. He didn't act like he knew better than everybody else and an attorney scout. So the attorney that's doing really well had no prior experience. The attorney that has all the experience in the world has done lead gen before. Another lead gen company failed for him because it's it's all the lead generation companies. Yeah. That's yeah, what I fired mean, me up. Uh, that's, that's interesting. You know, it's, and it's, I would, uh, based off of today's topic, I would then flip it on you just to be a dick and be like, well, if they're not successful and they're not doing what they're supposed to do and they don't understand it, then it comes down to the responsibility of the business owner as well. Just to be an asshole and just to be devil's advocate. Although very I know, true. like, and I'm just, just to, uh, cause sometimes I just like to start shit. It's very fun. But Dude, like, you're, you're I, absolutely so right though. I agree with you. And then when, yeah. when you're done your thought, remind me to come back to that. Cause I'll tell you how we did that. And you're absolutely right. And you should, as a business owner, you shouldn't just blame everybody and say they suck. You yeah. should try to make them successful yeah so it, that actually kind of goes with because there is this culture around like it's either it, it's it's interesting because right now the culture is either like accept complete and utter responsibility for every possible thing and then it's like then you have on the other end of the spectrum it's it's everybody else's fault it's these leads and stuff like that and i do think that there's on it there's i don't like most things in life there's a middle ground like you have to accept responsibility you know on both ends so like party a who's blaming the leads but not doing the work like they have to accept responsibility that there's if it's, it's like when you're like, if you're always in a failed relationship, there's one common denominator, it's you. So if those relationships aren't working, you got to probably look internally and be like, 
hey, if there's usually two people in a relationship and they keep working, there's one person that's constantly in a failed relationship. That's me. So how am I fucking this thing up? So there's that. And I think every single person has to look at it. If something's not working over and over and over again, is it really that it doesn't work or is it I'm not doing something correctly? You know, so it's like understanding like that can 100% be true and is true. And we see that all the time. And like, that's why, you know, through you and I, we always talk about it's like, hey, I love doing services for gym owners and everything like that. And even the franchise, like we run all the ads for the franchises. And then you have you who signed up 12 new clients out of 15 appointments, a high ticket program in four days with a new coach. You know, whereas we have some where they have, same, you know, actually better lead flow than you, um, but don't have the same results because they don't follow the process. Now, using that in the same example you have, you know, so one of the things that we do in consulting and then I look back at is like, well, I look at, especially when it comes to marketing, if you don't understand the marketing, it's like, I haven't done a good enough job educating them and giving them and helping them understand how can I, how can I really, so it's like, it's both things can be true. It's like, Hey, I maybe haven't done a good enough job or I, and you shouldn't say maybe, but it's like, I can improve my process to help my, my clients or my disease and all this stuff do better. But at the end of the day, people have to do the work and you're not going to get this outcome, you know, without doing the work. And if you're not familiar, one of the reasons I asked about like, if they've run like paid traffic, because you know, if you're running paid traffic on a platform like Facebook versus a platform like like Google, like those are actually different needs. Like the level of awareness is completely different. And we have to understand that when going in. So like gym right. owners will be like, oh, well, you know, you know, because same thing, like gym owners, don't, I, I had a conversation with, uh, you know, a gym owner, uh, two gym owners yesterday. And I was just like, guys, you have two options because I don't know, me personally, I don't, their, their, gym, their gym has been stuck for years. You know, they're at like, I think 30 members, maybe 50 members. And I was like, at the end of the day, there's about three ways that you can grow your gym. One is the word of mouth and referrals. Are you getting referrals? And they're like, no. I was like, that means two things. One, your experience sucks or your members have been with you so long that they don't have anybody else they can tell or refer. Like they've hit their list. Everybody knows they go there. So that's number one. And generally speaking, referrals are a great metric to see the quality of your business, but it yes. is tough in the industry to scale it and your price point. Number two, if you're a gym, you can go in and same things works for experience. You can get into your community. You can be very well known. You can go to events. That's a lot of time labor. And it's also not predictable. So then your third option really is like paid traffic. And you can always do like joint ventures and all this stuff. I'm not going to get into that. But like then you have paid traffic, which then means you have Facebook, TikTok, Google, YouTube. Well, you know, TikTok for gyms, really, there's not enough local. And it can work and stuff like that. Like, we've talked about it. But it's like, it could potentially work. And you're going to probably get cheaper leads. So you have to go in knowing that you're probably going to get a lot of leads that aren't going to be qualified for you or going to work for you. So then you also have, like, Google, which is really good. And those are going to be people that are way more aware. They know they have a problem. They know that a trainer, a gym, a boot camp, whatever is going to provide them a solution. So they're searching it out. And there's going to be either the offer or whatever, you know, that you, you have that's going to be the... The, the, the separator factor, they're going to go for you over a competitor. But there's not as many people in the market that want that. Obviously, bigger markets that have that. But it's usually – but the cool thing is they they pop in as a lead. They book an appointment. They show up because they're already very pre-sold. Whereas then you have Facebook, and then it's usually you're having this badass creative with an absolutely killer offer that's getting somebody's attention who maybe 
five minutes ago, right before they started wiping, didn't even know they were interested in joining a gym or anything like that. Or for your case, like that they could, you know, get this settlement from their case. So it's like, they don't even know. So now you act, oh, this is interesting. And then like you said earlier in the week, everything else happens. They leave, you know, they opt in and then their wife calls and the kid event comes up and this comes up and the emails pop in and other people text them and call them. Like life happens and they just get distracted. So then we have to keep on, you know, following up and going through that. And it's the consistency. So I think like just knowing all those things, I told him, I was like, dude, you have an option now. Like this is the best way that I know to grow a gym is using paid traffic. And then everything else actually goes up with it too. It's the most predictable and scalable, but it's going to take work. If you're not willing to dedicate time to actually calling your leads and having a sales appointment, don't even bother it either be happy with a gym that's not making any money, maybe break even, or maybe you're paying to own a business or, or, you know, just close your fucking gym and that's okay. Like you have another job, you know, these guys have another job. It's like, Hey, that's okay. But this is the crossroads you're at this. If you're going to do this method, which is the method that I know for me and also the other good consultants or agencies out there that are helping gyms, like, this is for the good ones, like the primary way to grow a business or grow a gym. Like that's the best way for us. So you're going to have to do this or just like be happy where you're at or shut it down. I've been so fired up and I'm sorry because I'm trying to write down notes as you're talking because there's like a bunch of points that I wanted to hit. So I typed a few things out, but like we talked about like, so let's, let's start with, you know, like let's go back to Legion, right? Why do you have... 10 franchises, 11 franchises. Let's, let's just say three franchises all have the same lead calls or if not less. One of them signs up X amount of people and the other doesn't. And then, you know, all right, we want to talk about that, right? We just kind of cover that with accepting responsibility. I want to dive back into setting the right expectations, right? Like kind of what I, what we were talking, I was talking about like with the business and what I'm struggling with, right? So yeah, they have to accept responsibility to do the things that they say they want to do, right? But it's, but it's like, it kind of like drives me nuts sometimes. Like, do people really want it? People say they want it, but do they really want it? Um, and if we set the proper expectations and they're still not doing, at which point do we say it's just not a good fit and we say it's just not going to work out, right? Because like that, that's that's what I struggle with. So when you talked about like throwing it back on me and saying you have to set expectations as a business owner, I had a talk with you and it was a really good idea, right? And me, you and John were on a call and we were talking about like, this is what we need to do for the onboardings and set the expectation, but set them in such a manner that it's like this or die. We're not pussyfooting around it. Yeah. This or fail. You have two options. It's not like, oh, well, if you do this somewhat and like get to it as much as you can, you'll be okay. No, do this or fail. So we do set the right expectations. And I think that things have changed there. But the problem is, is now that like, even with like weight loss clients, right? Like you say you want this, we give you everything, we give you the expectations, but then you're out eating McDonald's, right? So it's like, we go in the onboarding, we set all the expectations, we get you agreed to them, we get you to tell you that this will work or it won't work, depending on if you do this or you don't do this. And then like two weeks later, we secret shot people and we're just doing everything we can right now to accept personal responsibility. And they're still not doing it. And it's like, you can lead a horse yeah. to water and we're trying as hard as we can. We're literally, we have a hot iron and we're poking that horse in the, in the ass and making them go and whipping them. And it's like, to, at what point do you say, 
okay, I can't accept personal responsibility for this because this is this is what I struggle with. Like I, I accept personal responsibility yeah. to the point where it drives me nuts and I don't know where to let go. Where do you draw the line? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a great, like that's such a good question. And I think th- that's where like it gets to, yeah, there's these, these ends of the spectrums where it's like if something doesn't work, it's always your fault versus like it's always somebody else's fault. And it does come down to eventually – it's like, hey, I'm going to take a look. If, if it's happening consistently, we're not having any winners or most people are bailing. It's like, hey, that's probably a, a 100% of me issue. There's something either I'm not setting the proper expectations when I'm bringing on a new client, like even right. prior to actually signing them up, you know, letting them know like, hey, this, here, here's how we do our thing. Or then once they come in, it's like the, the initial onboarding process and then all the follow-ups that happen as they're an early client. Because like I do believe, and we've talked a lot about this, there's a difference between, you know, there's a, there's conversion and retention. Like conversion right. is, is what I believe is very early in a new client cycle. Of, even if there's a tr- like no trial period, like it's like generally the trial period. It's, Hey, this is the first 30, 60, 90 days. Right. You know, generally whatever it is, you know, so this like, Hey, the foundation and it's always a good thing. It's always like, Hey, if somebody maybe isn't successful, there's always a lesson. It's like, Hey, what could I have done better? But then it's also the same time. It's like, Hey, there are certain things like I can't, do the work for you. If it's weight loss, right. you have to do the workouts, you have to sleep, and you have to eat the right foods. I ate Burger King last night. Right. And I was actually quite upset <laughs> because I love the original chicken sandwich. And it sucks and now. I was super hyped up. I, I didn't even get to eat. Well, so I actually hate mayonnaise except for everything on tuna. <laughs> I forgot to tell them to have it plain. I was like, no. But as I'm in the drive through, I'm like, hey, I want to get. Because I keep talking about, hey, I'm trying to get jacked and shredded. I'm like, well, I'm eating fucking Burger King, dude. Like, hopefully everything else is on track. Or like, you know, hey, if it's not, if I'm not where I want to be, it's because you're doing this. And then earlier in the day, I had pizza. So there's that. It's like, so don't bash, don't bash the gym, don't bash your routine. Get a bash like your decisions. It's like, it's like, hey, there is there stuff that can be done always. There's always stuff that we can improve upon. But at the end of the day, it's like I am, you know, it's like leading the horse to water. It's like I can't force that horse to drink water. You know, so there is that and it's, it's like, it works so much. It's so much easier. And there is something psychologically that happens and I don't know it, but it's like when you're constantly looking for issues, it's somebody else's fault. Like that's, it's, it's like a repetitive thing. It always happens and it creates this negative state within your body, but it's like, Hey, it's like, cool. It's like, and I, I think that happens like in business and that's where like one of the, I thought it was a cool topic. It happens everywhere. Hey. Yeah, it's like if my if if my because this happens a lot. You hear this with a lot of business owners because they don't understand how important team is and, and the quality of team. But it's like, man, they always blame the team. That they blame the team. They blame the team. It's like, first off, yes, there there could be two truths there. The team member maybe screwed up and didn't do it. But like, did they know what they were supposed to do? Did they have the tools? Did they have the resources? Have they had the coaching and the accountability in order to be successful? Or did you just say, "Here's what you're supposed to do," and throw them into the wolves and get pissed off, and they didn't, right. do it. they didn't even know it's like, like what they were supposed to do? Right. So, it's so like, when you do is, that and they yeah. don't hit it, right? Then it's almost yeah. like I've done everything I can. I even tried, even hop back in, even told you, like, "Hey, we're not doing this." We talked about this. Yeah. Why isn't this right? It's frustrating, dude. Like, we'll have it. The people will say it. We'll secret shop them. We'll send them the message and say, "Hey, you haven't done X, yeah. Y, and Z." And then they'll say, "Oh my God, yeah, we need to fix this." And then a week later, we'll secret shop them again. They're still doing it. We're like, "What happened?" And then they get defensive, and it's like, "Okay, yeah. bad client." Right. But like, yeah. so when you just said like, when it's, when it's easy to blame somebody, cause I don't want to, I don't want to get too far away from this before I touch on this. But when you say like, it's easier for a human being, right? 
it's hard to think. Sometimes during the day, you're a burnout. You don't want to think. You don't want to like process things. Your brain power is gone. Your decision making is gone. At the end of the day, you're like, oh, it's so much easier for anybody to just blame it on somebody else and say, it wasn't my fault. You did it. Then to have to think through exactly what happened, why it happened, what you could have done differently. It's so much easier to be like, it wasn't my fault. It was raining that day. I couldn't go make sales door to door. It's so much yeah. easier than to think, man, well, if it was raining, all the other sales reps might've been like, hey, I'm not going outside and knocking on people's doors. So then you're like, wow, I'm the only person that's knocking on people's doors. And then people might not have worked. They're going to choose to work from home today because they're, so more people are home, less sales reps are fighting for their business. Like if you would have thought through that and be like, man, I made a really bad decision and that's why I sucked this month, right? It's so much easier to say it was rain and I couldn't do it. It was out of my control. Because if it's in your control, you yeah. really have to think through the entire decision, why you did it, what could have been done differently and accept responsibility. And that's hard for people to do. Well, it's the coolest thing. It's like, cause especially over the years and we've talked about this, I've really, I've really taken to the, the saying like thing, and this is a belief of mine, like things aren't done to you, they're done for you. And you're never truly going to understand the gifts that are happening within these lessons in the hardest of times or whatever. And so you understand like, Hey, why is this going on? What could, you know, what could I've done that has caused this, you know? And then like, how can I work through this? How can I improve upon it? And I think that also comes down to like, if you're a growth minded individual, if you have an abundance mindset or growth mindset too, like you're always looking at how ways that I can improve and understand that like we all make mistakes and that's part of the territory. You know, so then I just started thinking about that. Like, hey, you know, if if it's like sometimes like things suck and I accept responsibility or maybe I didn't have the tools or whatever to do it, then I can go get the tools or I can ask the questions. But then it, you're bringing up sales and which made me start thinking like just, you know, right now it's like you get it. It's like, hey, people aren't signing up right now. Oh, you know, they don't have any money. And then it's like, hey, let's let's dig into this a little bit. Is it actually, and that's saying like, that's them. They don't that's have like any money. The like, same person that doesn't have or, any money yeah. is, is out buying a Mercedes or a Louis Vuitton yeah. purse. The same person that doesn't have yeah. money, they will literally forego paying rent to buy things yep. because they value that more than what the service exactly. you're bringing is. So exactly. never, I hate, so that got me fired up. Don't ever tell me yeah. people don't have money. Sorry. And that's exactly it. It's like, hey, it's it's like, it's easy. And this is what I tell people. If they're giving you, it's a money issue. That's just the easiest way for them to say, whatever you're telling them, they don't believe it's going to work. But most people aren't willing to question when somebody gives them a money objection, mostly because they have internal money issues too. Right. So, you know, so when somebody says, oh, I can't afford it, or now's not a good time. It's like, no, they don't believe in you. They don't believe in your product or service. And combination of that, they don't believe that they're going to be successful with what you're doing and you're offering them or you're trying to even just freaking give them. So that's why, like, when it comes down to that, it's like, I have to accept responsibility because why did that happen? How did I show up to this meeting? Hey, yeah. if it's a sales meeting, did I dig in and I actually find what their problems are and that pain and the hell? And then I let them know the reality of the situation is like, you're here, but guess what? You've actually become blind to the real reality of how crappy this can be. And if you continue down this path, this is actually where you're going. Like I am a fucking fortune teller. I can see your future right. and it's not good. So, Hey, keep doing what you're doing because we don't like understanding that we're causing all these mistakes and we're causing our own problems. We don't like to know that because it's so easier to blame something we else ignore it. out of yeah, our control. So we, ignore it and we don't see the true reality. So we have to uncover and show them that. And then the great thing is when you do that, 
then you can show them, hey, this is how you can get out of it. And this is how you can get to your heaven. And this is how you can get to right. like this amazing spot, your goal that you want to be, this dream that you right. want to have. And focusing on achieving that outcome, most people just don't do that. So that as a result, since we haven't done a good enough job doing that, or even I tried and I showed up crappy, then it's like, and then once you recognize, you're like, oh, okay, so this is why these situations are happening. This is why people aren't signing up. This is what it is. Now I can improve it. Now I can work out. Now I can also ask the right questions if I have to go. And like, if I'm, let's say if I was in a sales club, I would go to you. And then you'd be like, all right, let's dig into it. And then you give it to me straight, give it to me straight. And I'm like, all right, cool. Now this I can improve it. I'm like, oh, if I listen to it, or it's the same thing. If it's like, hey man, why aren't my clients are just not doing it? They're not following the nutrition plan. They're not, you know, sticking. They're not taking the supplements. They're not doing it. It's like, well, if they're not doing it, there's yeah, one element where they're not doing it. So, but you're also not letting them know how valuable it is that if they do the work, this is the result they're going to get. And I'm going to say, I'm so rambly today. This, I guess this pre or this energy drink is kicking in. Same time, there's also a reason why not everybody's successful. There's a small percentage of people that are successful and that's okay. And it's successful by the whatever terms and definitions that I'm creating. And it's because it's like not a lot of people want to do the work. Not a lot of people want to accept responsibility. You know, then not a lot of people want to have that hard conversation where they might have to understand that they're in fault. And this goes both ways for us, clients, whatever, you, your partner, all that shit. Like it's all the same stuff. So you have to accept responsibility because that's the only way that you can move forward. You can accept responsibility and I'm not giving the my team members the tools or I'm not giving my clients the tools or I took on a bad client right. who, you know what? Right. We need to step it back and they need we to need understand to foundational better. mindset, belief and and skills, they need to develop that. And maybe if they're at an agency client level, maybe they're actually better off going into like, hey, here's this lower ticket program. That's actually going to start teaching you a little bit more of just like the mindset. Like you have to believe you're going to be successful. You have to believe that if I make these calls, if I do it, I'm not bothering them, but I'm actually going to help them. And sometimes, you you know, it's like, hey, I'm just, you're just not ready for this part of the journey yet. That's okay. Let's take a step back. Let's put you back to where we're going to get you successful. Permission to talk about Spider-Man for a second? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you heard the quote, with great responsibility or with great power comes great responsibility, right? Yeah. Flip this around. With great responsibility comes great power. With great responsibility comes great power. What do I mean by that? What does that mean? If you are able to take responsibility for all of your actions and understand that everything that happened, you're in control of, you can, you may not be able to control the weather and there are things that are outside of your control. I get that. But you're responsible for how you react to them. Your house can get hit by lightning. You have responsibility to react one way or another way, right? Your client may have a bad month or may have bad experience with you and you didn't set right expectations, you can say the client sucked or you can say, I accept responsibility. I'm not setting the right expectations and getting the right clients in. How much power do you have if you start taking responsibility for every decision you make? So I'd argue with Spider-Man, although it's a great movie, they say with great power comes great responsibility. It's with great responsibility comes great power. Live your life by that and things will completely change for you. I've had things go wrong in my life. I've been in bad situations 
And I've always accepted responsibility, even before I knew that I was doing it. Yep, made a stupid decision. Not where I'm at today. No use crying over spilt milk. Yep. Let me study and do things and yada, yada, boom. And responsibility, man. Yeah. It's, it's a powerful thing. It's, it, that's your superpower. And it like weighs on you. It's weighs on the soul, on the mind, the conscious when like it's always somebody else's fault and you blame other people. But it's like if I accept responsibility that I am control of whatever my life is, where I am now are the actions as a result of the actions that I've been taking the last couple months and last couple of years. Where I will be in a year, three years from now, it's what I'm doing today and what I'm going to be consistently doing. And you have control of that. You have control of creating the best resources if you're a business owner for your for your team, the best coaching, the best tools, the best you know outcome for them, so you can level them up. And then at the same time, you know, with your clients, it's like, hey, I can make sure I'm bringing on the clients that I can actually best help. You know, making sure that I'm going to set them up for success. And then when they're in there, it's like consistently giving them the tools and the coaching to be successful. You know, so I think it's like. Yeah, I, dude, I, I've actually never heard that that flipped, and that's really good. I like I'm that. A, I'm a motherfucking beast, baby. <laughs> quote, they call me quote god. Um, what, did you, you just find on your thing, like with the I <laughs> like DJ over there? So, um, you read the Bible. You're you're uh, super into religion. <laughs> Somewhere in Luke, it says. Um, we're responsible for the way we react towards others, right? Something or other like that, right? So I like that. I like to take that like, um, you know, the client bashed me on a review or, hey, my business partner burned me or, hey, a client did a charge back and screwed me over. Hey, a person slapped me across the face, right? Like you have a choice to respond a certain way. Like you literally have a superpower to make your life whatever you want it to be. You're not in control of somebody slapping you. You're not in control of somebody, you know, stealing funds from you, screwing you over in a deal. You're not in control of a client um, getting bad results and choosing not to do the things that they said they were going to do, even though you set the right expectations, set the right processes and did everything right. And then they left a bad review for you, but you are responsible for the way you react to it and how you take it and, and the choices you make um, and the way you act towards everybody else or, you know, towards the situation. So I just want to just keep hitting that point in because Man, responsibility, responsibility, responsibility. It's so important, man. And you can make your life whatever you want it to be. Like, let's look at let's look at legions. And if I can ask you a question, like, why are and I? You know, it's crazy. And I don't know if I should be putting this out there because then, like, we're both going to get bitched at by the legions, or I, I'll get bitched at and like lumped in by saying like I'm blaming everybody or whatever. But I've been contacted so many times from other people. And Legion saying like, hey, like why is Hatboro doing X, Y, Z? And why is my gym not, right? And I hear the thing like the lead suck, this sucks. Uh, Bob just tells us to do this and all that stuff. And I'm like, I just, I kind of just do what you said. I, I kind of, you, you set the playbook up for me. I knew sales. So I just took what you taught me in sales and just like, just honed in on that, right? And I'm doing exact, I'm not doing anything fancy and I'll tell them, but yet they, they won't do it or they won't, you know, do it successfully. Like we just had a new, new, um, a, a, he's not a new coach, but he's a coach that's new to sales. Um, and, you know, we kind of prepped him for sales. It was a long journey. He said he wanted to do sales finally. He never, never wanted to do it, never wanted to do it. He said he wanted to do it. And I said, dude, if you want to do sales, I'm going to put you through like, because sales to me is like, you have to have resiliency and you have to be able to face, you know, adversity and objection to stuff. So like, I'm like, dude, I'm going to break you f f down. 
And I'm like, and if you still want to do sales, then you can do sales. And I literally- You have to love getting no's and getting pissed people pissed off at you. Like if you can, because we do cold email and I'll tell you, some people get fucking pissed. They do. And it just makes me giggle. You're going to laugh at so it. So when I had people come back to me, you like you, people. And it's also funny because especially since it's over email, they'll say the most outlandish things. And you look out. So then I'll like, because I'm just petty, look them up. I'm like, we'd probably get along if we met in a gym or something like that. So depending on the response, because sometimes Josh is like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I'll just have fun. I'll just be, I'll just like fuck with them back just because I want to make sure it, well, it's one, it's like the rejection doesn't bother me. The shutdown doesn't bother me. And it's like right. somebody says, no, cool, whatever. But it's like, then if you're talking shit, like, I'm going to I'm gonna have some fun. Yeah, with this. yeah. We're, we're, so we, when we, we like to that, poke, it's like part a little bit. Yeah. We like to have fun with it. But but go <laughs> yeah. back to the – because I know we got a hard stop coming up here in a few minutes. But, like, I, I want to I forward pass to the one coach, put him through hell. He learned how to sell. He accepted responsibility, dude, and did everything. And he's like, dude, I'm just like – I'm just willing to do whatever you guys say. Like that's part of that blank slate thing that I talked about. If somebody comes to you with a blank slate and they're willing to just follow the process blindly and not come into it, like I've sold X amount of dollars. I know this isn't right. I'm better than this. You end up sucking. You end up losing. He came into it like, I accept responsibility. I'm going to do everything you said. I'm going to do exactly the way you did. If it doesn't work, shame on you. And he is now two weeks into sales. He is now, I think it's 13 for 16. Yeah. He signed up four people yesterday. Four, four himself. Yeah. Two weeks into yeah. sales, right? And then when people come to me and I'm going to shift this over to you, right? When Legion's come to me, say, why is this Legion selling? And why is this Legion not? And uh, that, that lead, and I tell them the same thing all the time. I don't even feel like telling anybody anymore. I'm just tired of it. I kind of like kick myself out of that. I won't even answer anymore. But like for you, like how do you deal with that? How do you like? Yeah, well, it's like, it's actually interesting because that was so timely when you sent that to me yesterday because then I had a consulting client, a coach. She was like, hey, man, she's like, people just aren't you know, picking up right now. And then they're not signing up. So then we had the conversation. It's like, hey, how are you showing up? How are you doing those presentations? How are you showing up? Are you actually doing the follow-up? And then it's like when you dig in, the great thing is this is how you know I know she's going to flip it quick because she's like, yeah, well, I'm not doing this or this or I'm not showing up. Or, hey, this is other stuff that's going on this way. And it's like, cool. Great. Now we recognize it. You know, and when you're asking that question, you know, you know, some of the franchises and stuff. I actually just was thinking back when I had my eight locations. And there's a different mindset when you have multiple locations versus having just one location. And there's even a different mindset that you have with your current location now versus, you know, a year and a half, two years ago when you were more in it. You know, it's like yeah. when I'm not, you know, when I had eight locations, I accepted that I'd have, you know, a couple, like I'd have, you know, two to, you know, two to three that were just absolutely killing it that month. Mm-hmm. I'd usually have, you know, a couple that were just doing exactly what they're supposed to Mediocre. Doing okay. And then I'd have, and then I have one that would suck. And that's just that bell curve, you know? And I think in life, in franchising and everything else, you're going to get that. You're going to get some that are outliers that just absolutely crush. You're going to get some that just aren't good. And then you're going to have some, you know, that are doing just fine, you know, but ultimately you know, when it comes down to, you know, we took a look at, we're like, Hey, you know, when I went into franchising for me, running a gym is pretty simple. Here's what it is. Like, I love everything about it. Like I, and this is one of the things you're talking about with your new coach. Like he's fired up when a new lead comes in. He's like, new lead, let's go. It's, I can't wait to help this. We talked about the passion and the buy-in. And if people don't have that, it doesn't matter where you yeah. can't execute because it no. comes from the outside inside out. Yeah. 
And it made me think like two things. One is like, there's the, the idea of this, when I get this lead that whatever comes in for any business, like this is a time I can help and impact a stranger. And that's one of the things that fires me up. I also know that I'm the best at what I do. So I want to make sure that I'm getting in front of people. So, you know, with, with there, there was probably when I franchised initially a little bit of unrealistic expectations. If somebody doesn't have that same understanding and passion to start, like maybe something from the ground up, like even like with you, like you had different questions than I ever had when it came to franchise because I just didn't think that way. Um, and that's okay. So then initially when we saw like our first franchisee did really good out the gate, second franchisee didn't do all that hot. And they were just like, I don't like running a business. I'm like, well, great. I actually appreciate you letting me know, you know? So like, if you don't like running the business, let's get you out. So we got them out, you know, but then we've had, we've had some franchises that left cause like they just wouldn't do the work. And it's, you gotta like, you gotta do the work. Have you secret shopped any, have have you secret shopped any of them? I'm telling you, dude, it's so eye opening. I can't believe it. We have in the past, we have in the past, we're going to start doing it more and more. Uh, We're going to be doing it for every single location, you know, but it's like, it's, it's like throughout the entire process. It's like, Hey, cause that's what I, I even stopped. And I told you, like I stopped awarding locations because I was like, Hey, I don't want to award any more locations because I need to make sure that we're giving them all the tools and the resources to be as successful as possible. And we really stepped in, we dug in, we, you know, gave them all the tools, you know, we continue, you know, it's, it, we talked to like franchise um, attorneys or other franchisors and stuff like that. And they're like, man, you give way more, way more. And that's what we try and do. We try and give more than what they normally would get from a franchise. And there are some that step up and they do it. And there are some that don't. And I think that's just human nature. And that's what you're going to get with also your clients. But we're always looking at how can we improve it? How can we get them all to absolutely annihilate and crush? Like that's the goal. And, you know, sometimes you get people that there's, if you maybe don't always accept responsibility or maybe there's even like frustration or trauma, there's like, you can accept responsibility elsewhere. But then when it comes to this one thing, there's like a block, like that happens too. You see that a lot in relationships, like, with former partners where it's like always the other partner's fault or whatever. Like you see, it's like, sometimes it happens, but we see it. It's it's cool because we all run through these areas where we make mistakes, but dude, the conversation we had yesterday, we're like, man, this is fucking hype. This guy's crushing it. He's so happy. You know, Josh, he's that like, he has, we were talking recently about the same thing in his, like he had a brand new coach who's just killing it and they don't have sales experience. And that's part of like the model that we, and I've switched. I've gone from I started that way, and then we went back, and it's like, hey, the back model that we love is like anybody can do sales because the most important thing about sales is the belief. Hey, can I help this, it. this work, dude? And that's what it comes down to. If you want to get back into awarding franchises, and you want to get back in the mood and have your team have conviction. Secret shop, dude. Because there was a point where, like, I started thinking, like, man, are the leads really bad? Are we like just dropping the ball for a lot of these clients? Like, so many clients. Once we started secret shopping, our entire team, their conviction was like, boom, they were who we said we, they were. It was what we said it was. And the yeah. people that weren't getting results just are not doing it. And they're just saying, the leads are trash. This person, we got on a call with somebody yesterday and we're like, did you call this person? Did you call this person? He said, no. Oh, it was a Zoom last week, right? And I said, watch this. I texted the first name and, and question mark, answered like that. And I'm like, dude, hop off the meeting. Get on this person. Get on this. This is a good case. Get on it. Didn't call. After it, a week later, still hasn't gotten hold of that person. He had another lead. Hey, this is within a week, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I don't necessarily know if I want that case. It's probably not a good case. And John goes, well, how did you know? How do you know? 
Hey, it looks yeah. good on the face of it. It's probably not. Then don't call the lead. Well, that's, Our conviction is through the roof because we know that if you don't do the things we say, you're not going to be successful. So it does work. And it just helps your people yeah. sell and not take the BS from your clients who aren't doing the work. Secret shop, dude. It'll change your life. My God, it will. Well, it's just it comes down to also just being able to like for us, it's making sure the brand is being upheld, you know, within the franchise with clients. That's a great way because obviously that's one of the things like I actually have EOS stuff pulled up um, because I'm doing a a coaching later on team. But, you know, one of the things that I love about EOS and scorecards and then people understanding is like then you can truly understand, hey, if I'm responsible for this and these are these are what's going to like you know, aligned to me to get to my, my goal, my outcome, and I'm in control right. of it. That's the environment that we want to foster Right, is we want to foster that environment where people take ownership of what they're supposed to do and everything that leads up to it. Cause that's like the kind of manager that I am, cause I'm not a great manager. Whereas like, I want people to be self-motivated in that sense. That being said too, we want to provide them the tools so they understand we're trying to always constantly improve there. But then if we're trying to help our, our people, whether it's our clients or franchisees, all that stuff, it's we want to get them to give us data and then we want to go and inspect what we expect. And that's what, you know, you're using the term secret shopping. It's like, hey, we're secret shopping. We're inspecting what we expect because that's also about them. You know, it's the same thing. It's like, hey, these yeah. leads, I've always done the same thing. Hey, these leads aren't any good. I'm like, oh, shit. You know, I've heard that. So then I call. And then it's like same thing. It's like all of a sudden Westchester, we went through like we weren't doing a great sale. All of a sudden our sales are through the roof. And it's because we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. The responsibility has been accepted there. It's like, hey, I'm going to be doing all these things as opposed to getting distracted, getting frustration, frustrated. The other thing that was really making me think about too is like that's where we talk about – I don't know. We, we haven't talked about it, but you heard it. It's like momentum in business. Mm-hmm. Like you're yeah. getting momentum and yeah. it's like from the wins. It's that passion and then it creates that culture where it's so hard to lose. And it's like that's what you want to do. And that comes down to like everybody taking ownership, everybody taking responsibility. And that is oftentimes it's a two-way street. Right. Dude, how powerful would it feel? I know we're getting off, but how powerful would it feel getting on a call with somebody and saying like, I haven't signed up anybody in two weeks. The leads all suck. You'd be like, I secret chopped you. What about Tom, Jim, and Mike? They were never even called. Well, that's not so – I wouldn't say that's super powerful. I think more powerful for me being like, man, we just absolutely crushed it. We signed up five cases in two weeks. I think it's like, I don't know if powerful would be the term I would use. I'd feel great and be like, hey, I, I know how I can help you. I feel confident to be able to have a good conversation and then work through what, what can happen, what you can do, what you can do to change the results that you're getting. Instead of battling a bunch of say it's pow- in, in I just like powerful in that case makes it seem like I'm battling my clients. You know, true. I don't want to do Very that. Like, hey, we're a team here. Like we're working together. So it's like, hey. It's okay. like, cool. You know what? You're, you're, because as a business owner, that's one of the great things about coaching. Right. You know, and I, I talk like, because you do a lot of coaching within your agency and yeah. you're there to truly help people. You right. know, like within the consultancy that we have in the coaching program, it's like, hey, we're there to help you. And sometimes when you're in the business and there's all this other stuff going on, it can get tough to zoom out and you might actually think you're doing the right thing. So it's, it's nice to be able to have somebody in your corner to be like, hey, I totally get it. Here's what I'm seeing. Here's what I think that you can do to improve it. From my experience, when I do these things and I you know, I handle it this way, this is what happens. Right. And that's where I think like as opposed to be in, in being a, like a really good resource. So yeah. that's how I would look at it. Love it. Dude, really good, uh, really good episode today. It was uh, 
I'm passionate about this. Fees. Thanks for listening. If you're learning from us, I want you to share this with other business owners who are hustling just like you. Oh, and don't forget, give us your social so we can have all the info. See you on the next one.